Hello, and welcome to Cosmic Explorations podcast, inspired by the cosmos, narrated by me, Feva Cristina. Hello. We are here to explore the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling that is astrology and a playful invocation of zodiac archetypes that live inside all of us. I like to say that we do a form of sassy spirituality here. And it is spirituality that is not limited to what kind of spiritual practices you do or what you believe in. This is really about what makes you feel alive and connected. And this is where I see astrology so beautifully assist us in feeling into our truth and the way that love wants to flow through us. We are now entering or have already entered Gemini season. And even if you might be listening to this podcast at a different time, it doesn't really matter because what we do with Cosmic Explorations podcast is basically tuning into the energies, the qualities of the zodiac archetype that is present in all of us. Our birth charts demonstrate this so beautifully in a form of a wheel, a complete circle of our energetic blueprints that truly mark that all of these beautiful qualities, complexities of life that are present in each being, but are sometimes more easily accessible to some and, you know, certain qualities, certain archetypal expressions might not come as easily or naturally to us. And this is where astrology opens up that playground, expands our awareness to all of these different parts of ourselves, different personas that live inside of us, to be able to experience even more fullness of life. And this is where the Gemini archetype already kicks in. <laughs> Gemini is about the multiple truths it's about curiosity and exploration of the variety of options that life presents to us constantly. Life is constantly informing us and Gemini is here to explore it all. And it so beautifully also fits into the vision behind cosmic explorations. I'm here to empower rebellious visionaries to unleash your playful expression, the playfulness that Gemini is so good at, <laughs> and to claim your fearlessly pleasurable nature that I believe is the essence of us all. I want you to melt into your embodied authentic flow. I call this sensual shadow play because it incorporates that soft, present, lighthearted, playful approach to the full spectrum of what it means to be a human. This is where I incorporate my Libra sun and stellium to help you nurture the relationship, which is the Libra, the Libra keyword, with all of life and the spirit in the adventurous, playful, even philosophical ways through my Sagittarius moon, but then also deepen the intimacy, pleasure and presence that my Scorpio rising pew, brings in. <laughs> 
And even though astrology is such a beautiful, beautiful tool to help us understand ourselves better, to uncover certain patterns, certain beliefs that we've been holding on to, the way that we function, approach relationships, the way that we communicate, feel loved and give love back. There are so many layers through all of the 12 houses that natal charts offer to us. I don't want to use astrology to tell you who you are. No one is able to do that. No one should tell you who you are and claim it as the truth. That is your personal experience. And in a way, this is also why I don't like to do astrology weather reports of like, oh, we are now experiencing that conjunction. Because I'm not here to tell you how you might feel or like, ah, this is the tension, so you are going to feel low. No, that's not necessarily the case because all of the transits are going to work differently with all of us based on our unique energetic blueprints and charts. I'm here to help you feel and be in tune with your inner processes, to ask better questions by being able to see into the layers of your complexity and your uniqueness that yes astrology can open the doors to it has helped me tremendously but i don't want to use it to constantly regulate how i feel and then expect something to happen no i'm, I'm here to experience life in the present moment as a flow And I also want to support you with the tools that will help you stay present, connected, grounded in your authentic expression. That's at the core of what I do with cosmic coaching, the one-on-one -on -one journey that incorporates all of the sacred tools uh, like astrology, Akashic records, cards. We create rituals and guided meditations. It's a really, really deep, intimate, personal journey that you know holds you lovingly but also calls you out on where you've been playing small and not being true to yourself and I feel like there have been some really deep activations happening for me in this in my relationship to cosmic coaching and the portal is open the cosmic ass is calling in new rebellious visionaries and when I say visionaries I mean all of you because everyone has visions and I believe everyone is an artist in their hearts but truly for those who are ready to deepen the fuck out of their expression and their life path and you know are willing to go into the depths of that sensual shadow play oof I feel like something is deeply deeply activating in that in that sense and similar has been happening within cosmic explorations gang the monthly membership journey where we have such a beautiful family of amazing beings that oof, are playing with life in masterful ways through daily and monthly reflections, through the journaling process, and then going into guided meditations, embodiment practices, reflections, group sharings, truly witnessing each other on this deepening, evolving path. It's been truly magical witnessing 
these amazing souls be so deeply devoted to their truth, even when it gets uncomfortable, because it's not always a comfortable thing. But Gemini season is here to help us evolve in that. Gemini that brings a little bit of that lightness, airiness. It's an air sign and flexibility to be able to process and shift those stories more quickly. And we have a really juicy month ahead within the gang. I'm so excited. And it's an ongoing onboarding. So whenever you feel called to join the gang, you are super welcome to... Ugh, come and play with us. <laughs> so this month, we are exploring the Gemini archetype in all of us. And that truly, I believe, helps us be more present and aware of these aspects of our expression, our personalities. The whole point of playing with archetypes is that when we want to call upon these qualities that we already have deepened the connection with them and are able to call them forth more quickly. And in Taurus season, we were developing embodied anchors, a literal somatic invocation to pair with energetic expressions that we want to embody or strengthen or highlight in us whether that is to bring in more confidence or ignite more safety in our energy field, to mm, feel more grounded in the moment or take more risks, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, creating that pathway to be able to expand and step into that energy, activate a part of you that already possesses these qualities. Because so often... You know, we're going to regard ourselves as, oh, I'm not that, da-da-da-da-da. And it's beautiful to know your boundaries and to know your authentic expression. But then so often we're going to limit ourselves with the stories that we hold. And Gemini is here to allow us to connect to those stories on a deeper level. As an air sign, similar as Libra and Aquarius, another two of the air signs of the zodiac. The air element is, in astrology at least, is about the mind, the thought processes. So that makes Gemini an intellectual sign. It speaks about how we process information, how we learn about life and how to express ourselves. It resides in the third house, which is the house of the mind, our thinking style, the awareness, and the interaction with our immediate environment. So it literally speaks in a way about how our mental concepts get created from our early childhood experiences. Because the third house in the zodiac sign is going to be in, at the bottom of our zodiac wheel. And the bottom half of the chart is personal, is more internal. It is more about the way we learn about ourselves. And Gemini is the first air sign. It is also where we are given words. We learn how to speak. We develop the language. So the third house, Gemini, as well as Gemini's ruler, which is Mercury, which I feel like a lot of people know uh, because of the Mer Mercury's famous retrograding dance 
a few times a year. Bear with me, I'm going to speak on that in a bit. But yes, Gemini is going to activate our throat chakra. So how we express ourselves, how we express our truth, how do we reveal what is happening inside of us. So it is truly teaching us about the power of the mind, the thoughts and our words. And it's a, such a beautiful connection, thinking that the third house with Gemini is also our immediate environment in connection with the mind, in a way how our thoughts, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we think about ourselves, our belief systems, the stories that we attach to certain situations, how they're literally creating, dictating our immediate environment. So something that I feel like is very important is to look at our relationship with our mind. This is something that we're going to be exploring within the gang this month. Seeing the mind as an external persona, how would you describe your mind? What would be the characteristics? What is your relationship with your mind? Noticing from what space we are communicating who in us is speaking and sharing at certain points to truly become aware of our expression. Words are fucking powerful. Words are literally like spells. You know, in like cartoons and whatnot, um, magicians are going to often use the word abracadabra to create magic, to bring something to life. And... It is actually derived from a Hebrew word that I'm not going to try to read out because it's probably not going to be right. But the meaning of abracadabra in Hebrew means I will create as I speak. Like meaning that the act of speech will magically create new realities. And to be aware of our internal and external monologues is literally what, you know, helps dictate our realities, directs our focus, which in a way determines what evidence are we available for, what are we seeing in our immediate environment, in our realities. Stories are fucking powerful. And Gemini is the masterful storyteller. It really allows us to be present with those stories, to bring awareness to our thought patterns, beliefs, the influence of our environment. And if you've ever done any kind of silent meditation or like silent days or went on vipassana, silent retreats, it's such an incredible practice of just noticing how much bullshit and gibberish we are constantly expressing how often we're gonna just talk for the sake of feeling filling in the space because we're afraid of that stillness and silence so in the context of communication that Gemini covers it is also about learning how to listen how to truly listen and not constantly be in the overthinking process. Because Gemini has an active mind. It has a lot of mental energy constantly moving. 
It is a social sign that also likes to share, exchange that energy. And if it gets stuck in the head, if the energy is not moved, as the mutable air that Gemini is, mutable meaning it is constantly swirling and shifting, it creates nervousness. If this mental energy is not moved, we get anxious. We get stuck looping in those mental stories that we have attached ourselves to. There are so many ideas that want to be expressed that there is this need to drop deeper into the body, to be able to actually transmute them, allow these ideas to ground, to find ways to get out of the head, move this mental energy so that it finds a fertile ground to actually flourish. A lot of the times I notice in spiritual communities that the mind gets demonized, even with meditation, right? We're trying to achieve a state of no thoughts. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> beautiful. Good luck, good luck. Um, I don't think that is necessarily the best approach always then you're just constantly thinking about how to get no thoughts and you're again stuck in the mental loop. So the point of meditation is in observation, right? Of just noticing all of those thoughts. When I started meditating long, long time ago, a few years, <laughs> um, I had this little trick that helped me be in the observer's mode and one it was me imagining myself being in my head as a miniature version of myself as in a mind controlling room and just noticing big screens of all of the stories that are moving through me and just observing them just noticing what is popping up on those screens keep coming back to the controlling room or the other one was looking at an open sea and whenever a thought would come I would attach it to a little surfer <laughs> that would just kind of like surf through and then disappear and take that thought away and I would be again just present with whatever is there. So yes meditation can be a beautiful way but also recognizing that the mind is not the enemy. It is a powerful portal. So much is stuck in our mental sphere, in our mental body. And if that is not nurtured, if that the mental elements, aspects do not get attention, a loving attention from us, back to the relationship with the mind, then we might not get an access to deeper levels of it. And so many of us are addicted to the overthinking. But here's the catch. Are you actually thinking when you're overthinking? Or are you just jumping to conclusions and projecting stories that, have, that are already there? I don't feel like we're actually thinking when we're overthinking. We're basically just scrolling through the library of beliefs and stories that we have accumulated. Because if we were actually thinking then we wouldn't be looping. We would come to a conclusion. Thinking, the mind, it's a linear 
linear, you know, process. It literally wants to get us from point A to point B. And if you're not getting to that, then you're not actually thinking. Then you're looping. And because we're not thinking, we need to do it again and again and again because a part of us knows that those stories are not true. And this is where the body gets activated. This is where the body allows us to get the deeper access. And what we're going to be exploring within the gang is literally going to be the relationship between the body and the mind. How are they communicating with one another? How are they collaborating? Gemini's symbol is the symbol of the twins, right? And it represents the duality and the polarity. One of the big themes of this Gemini month within the gang, there's going to be also a whole, a whole um, masterclass on that. And I have some more goodies prepared. But this duality between the mind and the body, the feminine and the masculine energies within us that do not have to do anything with genders. They're literally just energetic expressions, directionality of our internal and external energies. Another duality between the inner and the outer, the internal and the external, the alignment that happens between this inner polarities. We're going to be exploring the relationship between the self and the other. What stories are we attaching there? How are we approaching those relationships? The desired and the undesired. And coming back to the fact that polarity, duality, are also just a part of oneness, wholeness. <laughs> and this is what we're trying to create here literally remembering our wholeness and feeling it through embodying, refining and integrating all of these beautiful archetypes that astrology signs are offering us to play with. So strengthening, nurturing, integrating the communication between the mind, the heart, the gut, the womb, the body, what is the dynamic between them to create that flow of communication and also expanding on ways that we are able to communicate because communication goes way beyond words. We, we can communicate with our whole bodies, with our energy. And this is again where archetypes become so helpful. And Gemini is the chameleon, the trickster, the joker of the zodiac. It is it masters the role playing how can we spice up the way that we communicate with ourselves with the parts of ourselves that might be insecure fearful live in scarcity are attached to stories that are not serving us so that we don't cut them off but we become curious we allow this curiosity that Gemini ignites in us as well to guide us and to bring us the medicine that we don't fall into the judgment and disowning those tender aspects of ourselves and life. But how can we approach them in this playful and pleasurable way? I recently went to a festival and did a 
whole workshop on dirty talk and I want to incorporate it in <laughs> this month as explorations within the gang because there are so many layers of dirty talk that yes we can use in the bedroom in relationships with others but also just the whole approach to life that when our inner critic comes in when we start overthinking when you know we start doubting that we can apply these cheeky little skills to create more openness, more fluidity, more flexibility in the way that we perceive. And Mercury retrograde can actually really help us with rewriting those stories. Everyone fears Mercury retrograde. And that, I think, just shows how, as a society, we are afraid to slow down. <laughs> to even allow the possibility that the things that we have, the ways that we have been living and thinking might not be working well for us. The fear of changes and the loosening of the control, the illusionary control that we project. Mercury retrograde is here to challenge all of those stories. It's about the re of things, of rethinking, rewriting, redirection, restarting, recommitting, re, 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 re. It's a renewal. It's a beautiful opportunity to slow down and tune into our intuitive awareness, to receive those intuitive messages from within to create more space for deep listening and not just overthinking, deciding, choosing, brrr, gathering information from the external, but actually tuning in, allowing the shifts and changes to happen based on the inner truth, to start communicating, expressing, leaving, consuming information, relating to our, the mental in a more aligned way, and those of you that might have Mercury retrograde in your natal charts, I have it. Mercury retrograde periods can actually be a little easier for us because we're more used to taking our time to come to conclusions. You know, revisiting all of the information, rereading everything that, you know, we have gathered, rethinking it. So take this opportunity every time that Mercury goes retrograde to just drop deeper into the listening, into allowing, not trying to figure it out because when Mercury is retrograde, we don't have all of the information. We are now we're literally going back so that it can be redone in a more aligned way. So it is a beautiful opportunity to check in. Where do you want? What stories are calling you to be rewritten? Where can you become more conscious of the way that you think and communicate and express? Especially in the areas of your chart, in the houses where Mercury is going retrograde. So in this case, it's actually at the beginning of Gemini going back into Taurus, literally being like, okay, well, what are the stories? Where are you stuck in the mental processes in certain beliefs? How are we going to rewrite them now? And then dipping back into Taurus, which is a very practical, tangible sign that wants concrete 
shifts and changes, rebuilding the foundations. And then this Mercury retrograde is dipping back into Taurus to help us physically bring about that change. It's a beautiful, beautiful transit that, yes, can be quite challenging. But hey, like our souls are thrilled to go through the roller coaster of experiences while staying connected to our priorities. And that is a lesson for Gemini archetype to keep coming back to where are you going? What is a destination or the intention to have that higher, deeper vision or aspiration, which is something the Sagittarius can be quite good at too, which is the opposite sign of Gemini, where Gemini goes into multitasking and kind of spreads wide open. Sagittarius wants to go deeper into the core, into the, the core wisdom of the aspiration ahead of the adventure because that's what life is eh <laughs> and gemini can get a lot of shit for the lack of focus dedication and consistency for being flaky and two-faced and blah 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 like i see where this is coming from but that's because they're just tapped into the variety of possibilities and truths that are equally valid and if this is something that you might struggle with how to find more focus dedication and create more consistency in life i want to invite you to rethink during this mercury retrograde of what does dedication mean to you what is your definition or expression of consistency because it might look different than the society tries to dictate for us like I'm noticing this with someone that is close to me right now. He's a Gemini rising with Libra sun, so lots of fucking air. And it is this projection that even I had as him being more of a masculine being, let's say, of like, oh, because you're the masculine, you should be structured, you should be present, I want to see your direction, I want that, you know, stability. Where is your commitment? But it really, like, in the way that this beautiful being functions, it helped me realize that his dedication and consistency looks like his flow his commitment to the flow, his commitment to feeling into the moment. How often these beautiful concepts, even on feminine masculine, which is what we're going to be exploring in Gemini month of Cosmic Explorations gang membership, like how, what is the authentic expression of our feminine and masculine and how they communicate with each other. That again, it is not this label and a frame and uh, oh, a limiting box that we want to put ourselves into. But it gets to be a fluid thing. Just like the universe, constantly in motion, constantly shifting, refining. So what is your definition, authentic expression of your consistency? For me, it is constantly feeling into what is my truth how do i stand in my truth today how does my truth want to express today how do i serve love 
God today. And that gets to shift. And even when it comes to the truth, it is not a constant, <laughs> like, static thing, right? It evolves and grows as we evolve and grow. Gemini is here to remind us that everything is constantly changing. It's literally the only certain thing, right? Change. And that might come in the way that you think. Express yourself on a daily basis. It is not schizophrenia or by being bipolar. It is being in touch with all of these different parts of yourself. Gemini is about networking, not only with other people, but I'm going to say especially between different parts of us, different voices in our heads. And getting to know these different voices in our head, creating harmony between these sometimes seemingly opposing parts, expressions of us, but actually they all come from the same core. That's why we keep coming back to the core, to the heart. That's why we keep grounding into the body. Our bodies are literally de designed for holistic alignment. Like think, if you do yoga, you've probably heard yoga teachers say, head over heart, heart over pelvis. And when I say pelvis, I'm, I mean your gut, your womb space. And then you have this equally <laughs> symmetrical-ish parts that sep like separating from the center of you the central energetic channel that goes from the crown of your head through your womb space down and if you have womb like physical womb or energetic womb it is the portal of life it is the central energy that life energy space the oh, pelvis that you know holds kundalini energy I don't want to throw these uh, words super lightly because I know they can be vast and sometimes misunderstood, but our bodies are designed for this alignment. And when I say bringing harmony to these different parts of ourselves, that doesn't mean that they have to agree. It means that we allow them to sometimes disagree and pull us into different directions while still seeing the red threat through it. And Gemini being the multitasking sign you know, some are going to glorify their multitasking tasking abilities, even though we know that they're actually not more efficient. Presence, groundedness, being in the body, the sustainable efficiency is what we also spoke about in the last episode uh, that I was joined by the beautiful Joanne Chen think, talking about sustainable efficiency that comes from this presence but in a way, when I say multitasking in a higher expression, I'm going to say, is like just being aware of these different layers of life, the aliveness, the radiance of the whole of experiencing, choosing to be in that space, allowing there to be multiple passions, curiosities, the Gemini is sometimes called the jack of all trades, right? And we know that saying that adds, but the master of none. 
I feel like that can be misleading. I feel like that can be restricting. If you are the kind of person that likes diversity, that thrives in the stream of change, and that it doesn't come from fearful, traumatic place where, you know, I don't know if I want to use dramatic, uh, <laughs> dramatic, traumatic, but just that it's not a coping mechanism, not being able to commit, devote to something, like being very honest and aware of where are all of these instincts coming from. But being jack of all trades, having multiple passions, interests, and then coming to realization of but what is that connecting essence? What is that thing that is connecting them all? Like I had this with when I was starting with my offerings, with my service, and I was doing astrology and Akashic records, and I was uh, finishing my yoga teacher training and the cards, and oh, I want to do that and that and that, and multiple different offerings, which I still have. And then I received the guidance from my Akashic records that I need to pick one. And I was confused. I didn't want to pick one. Like they are, all of these offerings are equally alive and activating for me. But then I realized that this one thing, the choice that I needed to make was to let them come from me. I am that one thing. My truth is what I choose. And from this connection to myself, my heart, my one channel, I get to wave this wisdom in whatever fucking way I want. I, I can express it in multiple different ways. And so can you. It doesn't have to be limited. Gemini is the sign of making sense of our reality, the common sense. And here I also want to incorporate the soul sense. Sometimes on the outside to the linear mind, things might not make sense. It might not make sense to other people. But if you truly feel it in your heart, if your intuition is guiding towards it, that's the only thing that matters. And this is where magic gets created. This is where the most mind-blowing, cutting-edge, innovative outbursts are born from not making sense. This is literally what creativity is, putting together certain things that seemingly might not work, but then it comes out as such a unique expression and it becomes iconic. <laughs> So yes, the focus of our aspirations within the gang this month is focused on the integration and exploration of our inner polarities and creative communication, expressing our truth in a playful, pleasurable, liberating way, using archetypes to help us communicate and employing role-playing making even like how to make difficult conversations, whether inner monologues or with other people sexier. And it comes from ownership, truly. <laughs> and in all of that relating aspect, and even though, you know, Gemini is not always seen as a relationship sign, 
when you see the symbolism of it, it is the only symbol in the zodiac that represents two people. And because I said this before, it is in the lower part of the chart. It is not only about relationships with other people. It is more about learning about ourselves through interactions with our environment, which, as we know, creates a blueprint for our future relationships. So through exploring the relationships with our inner polarities, we are then exploring the relationships with our external world. And here, setting masterful boundaries, I feel, is a crucial element of this whole story. So what I want to guide you into through the gang is also creativity and mastery around expressing our expectations which are so tied up to the mental stories that we create, right? And the conditioning that we have been passed on and how to set boundaries in our relationships with our work, with the universe, with ourselves. Boundaries that give rise to creativity. Boundaries that create more love, give space to safety. What is your yes? What is your no? When are the boundaries representing walls as coping mechanisms, when we're actually closing ourselves off? And where are boundaries creating openness, a pathway to more connection? And in that sense, I also want to explore the wheel of consent. What are we available for? What, from what kind of place do we act, communicate, ask for what we want and need? From which space are we receiving when others are communicating and expressing? It's a beautiful dance that we get to experience and which also creates more safety around even being able to express and communicate. Safety for me is always the basis and there's so much fear of rejection when we are trying to ask for what we want or express our truth. And so often we're going to compromise our desires in the fear that they will not be received. So I want to dive into the space between the fear and the potential and how to create that safety to be able to uh, express that truth. Such beautiful and crucial topics that allow us to thrive in life, not just survive. Living from a place of radiant aliveness, play, celebration, pleasure, fully trusting, choosing to trust, choosing to offer our expression to life. Your expression is a gift. Whenever we play small or submit to the fear of not being understood, not being met, not being heard, not being seen, whenever we compromise our radiance and aliveness, we are doing disservice to life. This is what I believe. Your expression is a gift especially when coming from this aligned, connected space, the playful, harmonious dynamic between the head, the heart, 
the womb, the gut, your intuition, your body, the spirit, the universe. This season is all about strengthening our relationship, connection and communication with ourselves and the whole of life. And if you choose to join the gang or go deeper with me one-on-one through Cosmic Coaching, this is how we change the world by changing our inner realities and not for the sake of fixing anything but just deepening allowing more love to flow through more love to fill us up how can you step into that this month how can you nurture relationship between your inner polarities Gemini rules the lungs, so in a way it is connected to the breath work, returning to the present with the breath. How can you breathe more deeply? Whenever the stories come, start looping, how can you come back to the body through the movement meditation? Because Gemini wants to move this mental energy. So how does your body and your mind dance together? That's actually the practice that we're going to do within the gang. And even if you're listening to this later on, after the Gemini is finished, you can still join and receive all of the recordings. We have a beautiful community platform that is so rich with contents. Also, all of the meditations that we do, I... I convert them into audio files so that you can listen to them anytime in the morning or in the evening before you go to bed when you're in that relaxing state that you know already lowers the barriers between the conscious and the unconscious allowing the shifts the mental subconscious reprogramming to shift on deeper layers so it's a truly profound work not work play that we do in cosmic exploration space and it is my truth my desire my dharma my purpose to connect with other beautiful beings in this incredible cosmic dance with life mm. I would love to hear what kind of stories (laughs) might have come up for you through this episode. You can share with me your Instagram. Feva Cristina is my name. I would be super happy and grateful if you also spread the love and share this episode or any other episode that might have touched you with your loved ones, your friends. Let the cosmic ass hug us all. I am very grateful for you to be here and would love to connect with you in any kind of more intimate way. So please do not hesitate to reach out. I'm a Libra son after all. I love to connect and bounce and share ideas. And I love you. I love you. (sighs) I love you. Till next time.